This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Holdish blog and food writer for the Meal Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Meal Tribune and Rosebud Media. You can find it online at mealtribune.com forward slash podcasts and read my blog, The Whole Dish, at mealtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. In this week's Meal Tribune food section, a la carte, I proclaimed my love for lentils for a variety of reasons. These little tiny legumes are powerhouses of nutrition. It's packed with fiber, minerals, and they're the highest plant source of folate, which is an essential nutrient. They're also just easy to keep on hand, quick cooking, very budget-friendly, and a great way to transition some of your meals into meatless meals. And my column that was published on January 29th under the headline, Tasty Lentils Are Full of Nutrition, gave my explanation for preparing a taco filling from lentils. Instead of using meat, and I didn't have beans, I didn't have time to cook dry beans, and we didn't have any canned beans in the pantry, which I often use in a pinch for taco filling, I reached for my canister of lentils that I keep in the pantry. And they made an absolutely delicious taco filling cooked in the grease from just a little tiny bit of chorizo sausage, which was added back in little crispy chunks to the taco. Now, granted, it's not vegetarian, but I also explained a vegetarian method for doing this with oil and onion, garlic, and carrot that's based on a recipe from Access cooking skills program where we as cooking skills instructor volunteers demonstrated this particular recipe to a number of organizations, a wide variety of people over the course of a couple of years and got rave reviews every single time for lentil tacos. So find that recipe in this week's a la carte food section column, which those are also titled The Whole Dish. And again, that column ran in the January 29th Mail Tribune under the headline, Tasty Lentils Are Full of Nutrition. With that column, you'll find a few other recipes that I feel like show lentils diversity and their deliciousness. There was a recipe from the Washington Post originally that is for braised lentils with mushrooms and kale and used one of my favorite lentils, the small green French lentil that's also called a Dupuis lentil very popular in France, used in salads. This lentil doesn't fall apart. It stays intact, holds its shape. So it's really, really lovely, folded into all kinds of salad preparations, including this braised lentils with mushrooms and kale. I also showed the sweet side of lentils with a recipe for flourless brownies. It's a gluten-free recipe, and it calls for cooked black lentils, milk chocolate chips, unsweetened applesauce, and cocoa powder. And that recipe was originally created for Tribune News Service from Nicholas Children's Hospital in Miami. 
So something that kids definitely will gravitate to, they won't even know the lentils are there, I promise. I've done a similar recipe with black beans, same same thing. <laughs> Don't even notice that brownie might taste a little tiny bit different, but they're definitely not picking up beans or lentils. And I also gave a recipe for a very classic coconut curry lentil soup. It's great to use the variety of lentils and cook a large pot to repurpose in recipes throughout the week. You could make the lentil tacos. You could fold a few lentils into a meatloaf mixture or meatballs, as I did a little bit later in the week. You can sort of parcel out a whole pot of cooked lentils. And the other thing that you can do is repurpose the cooking water, which sounds very strange, but usually that just goes down the drain, the water that's left over from simmering lentils. And it's still, it's full of nutrition. All of that nutritional value and some of the fiber has sort of leached into the water. And you can reuse that as well instead of discarding it. And I'm going to share a recipe in this podcast that suggests how to do just that. It's Mendocino Farms Coconut Curry Cauliflower Soup. This is a recipe that I published to my blog archives back in December 2014. So those posts are available now at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. The easiest way to find this one is select from the drop down menu under the heading archives on the right hand side of the page and select December 2014, then page all the way down to the fourth, December 4th, because they're posted in reverse order. And this one's under the headline lentil cooking water doubles as soup stock. So it's kind of a two-step process. You cook the lentils first, and again, you can cook more than the recipe calls for, and then you use some of those lentils and you use the cooking water in the finished coconut curry cauliflower soup, which I love this time of year because of the cauliflower. It also calls for Yukon gold potatoes, very seasonally available vegetables, and kind of right in keeping with this wintertime season. It also calls for a carrot and onion for cooking the lentils and curry powder and turmeric powder as well as coconut milk. The entire ingredient list I'll give, starting with the lentil stock and lentils, that calls for two cups green lentils, one small carrot that's been peeled and roughly chopped, one small onion that's been peeled and quartered, two cloves of garlic peeled but left whole, two sprigs of fresh thyme, two tablespoons olive oil, and two tablespoons kosher salt. So this is just the cooking the lentils and getting the lentil cooking water part of the recipe. It's two steps. It starts by rinsing those two cups of green lentils. You want to always make sure as best you can that there aren't any little tiny stones in your lentils just because of the way they're harvested and processed. Sometimes little teensy tiny stones sneak through. I have found them plenty of times as I've been cooking lentils. So sort of just rinse these in a fine mesh strainer and kind of move them around a little bit. Make sure your fingers don't encounter any, any little tiny stones. Discard those obviously. So rinse the lentils, that's two cups, green lentils, and place in a medium heavy bottom pot. 
add the small carrot that's been peeled and roughly chopped, the small onion that's been peeled and quartered, those two cloves garlic that are peeled but left whole, the two sprigs fresh thyme, the two tablespoons olive oil, and the two tablespoons kosher salt. I think a bay leaf would also be nice in this if you had a bay leaf. Cover that with six cups water. Cover cover the pot and bring to a boil. Reduce the heat to a very gentle simmer, skimming off any scum that's floating on top and keep it sort of loosely covered. Continue to cook until the lentils are tender and this takes about 20 to 25 minutes. They're very quick cooking. Again, one of the reasons why I love lentils is unlike dry beans, they don't need any pre-soaking. You just put them in the pot of water, start simmering them away. So after 20 to 25 minutes, remove the pot from the heat and pull out the carrot, the onion, the garlic, and the thyme, and strain the lentils, reserving four cups of the lentil stock. You don't want that water going down the drain. You're going to use it in this finished soup. And you also need two cups of the cooked lentils. Any leftover liquid, any leftover lentils can be used for something else. And if this doesn't quite yield four cups stock, add enough water to measure four cups. So now for the coconut curry cauliflower soup, using our cooked lentils and our lentil cooking water. It calls for one head cauliflower cut into mini florets, one large carrot that's been peeled and finely diced, a half cup olive oil, that's a divided use, two teaspoons salt, which is a divided use, one onion peeled and minced. I would probably use a yellow, white, or sweet onion for this. Three quarter pound Yukon gold potatoes that have been finely diced. You can peel them if you like. Yukon golds often have a thin skin, so you can leave that intact unless you really are not a fan of potato peelings. I sort of prefer to, to peel them so they're not starting to fall off into the soup, which I don't love the texture of the peel on its own separated from the potato, but it's your choice. Two teaspoons curry powder, one teaspoon turmeric powder, a quarter teaspoon ground cayenne pepper, an eighth teaspoon black pepper, that four cups of lentil cooking water that we've reserved, the two cups cooked lentils that we've reserved, one 11 ounce approximately package of coconut milk. That may come in a shelf stable carton. A can would probably be a little bit larger than 11 ounces but you can measure it or just use a little bit more, particularly if you are a little short on the lentil cooking water. This also calls for two tablespoons agave nectar. If you don't typically use agave nectar, I would certainly offer that it's not an essential ingredient to this soup, which could very easily be sweetened with something else. I think this appeals to low glycemic index, no refined sugar, that sort of sensibility on the part of a lot of people. In fact, agave nectar is highly refined, although it doesn't have the same effect on blood sugar that cane sugar does. But use it if you have it. If you don't, another sweetener of your choice is very easily substituted in this case. Start by heating the oven to 450 degrees. Take two cups of the nicest cauliflower florets and toss them with the large carrot that's been finely diced in three tablespoons of the olive oil. Toss this all together on a baking sheet with a half teaspoon of the salt. Spread them out on the rimmed baking sheet and roast in the 450 degree oven for eight to 12 minutes until they're tender. Remove and set aside. You'll add these at the very end of the recipe because a 
a lot of the ingredients are going to be pureed to give this soup a nice body, but these very, very nicely roasted vegetables are certainly going to give it its appeal and its nice texture. Toss the remaining cauliflower with two tablespoons of the oil and a half a teaspoon salt, spread out onto a rimmed baking sheet and roast that until tender for eight to 12 minutes. This is going to be pureed into the soup. In a medium heavy bottomed pot, heat three tablespoons of the olive oil over medium high heat until hot. Add the peeled and minced onion and saute until translucent for eight to 10 minutes. Stir in the second batch of cauliflower that was roasted for the soup along with the three quarter pound finely diced Yukon gold potatoes the two teaspoons curry powder, the one teaspoon turmeric powder, the quarter teaspoon ground cayenne pepper, and the eight teaspoon black pepper, along with that lentil cooking water that we've brought up to measure four cups with some additional water or that was just reserved directly from straining the lentils. Add an additional two cups water that's on top of the lentil stock and bring to a boil. Reduce the heat to a gentle simmer, loosely cover and continue to cook until the potatoes are tender for about 12 minutes and stir in your package of coconut oil, about 11 ounces, whether that's from shelf stable carton or a can. Increase the heat and bring the soup up to a boil again, then remove from the heat. Cool the soup slightly, then puree it until smooth. And there's a couple methods for doing this. I love my immersion blender, which is also called an, an emulsifier, a stick blender. A lot of people know it as that. You can put that right down in the soup pot and get a pretty nicely pureed texture. Occasionally you might miss a few little lumps, but this soup is going to have some texture from the whole vegetables in it. That's my preferred method. It's just easiest. It's the least messy. If you don't have one of those appliances, which I would highly recommend, you can use a food processor. Put this into your bowl of food processor puree until smooth. Put a towel over the feed tube, obviously, so it doesn't splash. Similarly, you can use a blender, puree it into a blender until it's smooth. You need to vent the top of the blender through the feed tube in the lid and cover that with a kitchen towel so it doesn't spatter. Often that may need to be done in batches depending on the size of your food processor and or blender. You'll need to put it into a different container, scoop the rest of the soup out of the pot into your appliance. But I, any of those methods work for getting a fairly smooth consistency on the soup. That's part of the appeal of it. Once it's pureed, add the two tablespoons agave nectar or the sweetener of your choice. And I don't think you have to go with two tablespoons either. You can taste it and see what it tastes like to your palate. You can use honey. You can use a little bit of brown sugar. You can use just a little bit of white sugar. I often find myself balancing flavors in soups and sauces with just a, a little sprinkle of, of white sugar into whatever it is. And with some acid, it balances it right out. It doesn't make it taste sweet like sugar. Stir in the remaining one teaspoon salt, and the two cups cooked lentils, along with the reserved roasted cauliflower and carrots. 
gently reheat the soup, then taste and adjust for seasonings and flavorings as desired. You can add more spices, add some chopped herbs. I like to adjust the flavor of my soups with just a splash of sherry or splash of apple cider vinegar sometimes does the trick as well. And this makes about three quarts of soup Mendocino Farms Coconut Curry Cauliflower Soup. That recipe is posted to my blog archives from December 4th, 2014 under the headline, Lentil Cooking Water Doubles as Soup Stock. It makes eight to 12 servings and also freezes nicely as well. Find more recipes for adding lentils to your diet with this week's Mail Tribune food section column also published under the name The Whole Dish, and the headline, Tasty Lentils Are Full of Nutrition. Thanks for listening to and reading The Whole Dish.